CHC.TV studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey West live behind the masks college hockey West live is brought to you by Jesse Ray's barbecue at 308 North Boulder highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly locations in Tempe and Pine Top, order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Sunday night, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Tempe, Arizona, a rainy Tempe, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, enjoying life on that big beautiful palatial estate out of long island new york uh probably has the uh the servants out there cleaning the driveway and the sidewalk if you got a little snow i don't know uh paul how are you um i'm waiting for these supposed servants oh are you to show up and <laughs> i wish they, anything. i wish they'd be on time that really do bothers do anything i don't time. even care what it is fake it i don't care <laughs> <laughs> but do it something. how are things out on the island you get a little snow a little rain yeah it's just a lot colder than i want it to be yeah i hear you so we bad are. time to tell you 60 something here today in the rain yeah well that's oh, always okay. the case. <laughs> all right just checking just checking oh Can't big big time. news to start the show i'm still half okay. done with my spaghetti shack spaghetti and meatballs Right. So that's really big news. Um, right. Other big news is the uh, the guys that behind the mask are no longer behind the mask. They're now really? uh, pure hockey. Randy okay. Exley and the guys apparently uh, decided to, uh, at least this is what I'm told, uh, that they sold out to pure hockey. Pure hockey now well, taking all right. over all so, three no, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sold out. They sold two. Sold two. Okay. Yeah, sold so, two. sold out know. sounds, you know. <laughs> and they sold two. But uh, I'm happy for Randy if that's, in fact, what happened. And he's got a little uh, relaxation time now because he works pretty darn hard at that store and had worked hard. And I, I'm guessing he took good care of his employees um, if they wanted to continue on with pure hockey. This is all just my guess because I haven't talked to him face-to-face -face yet. But right. anyway, it is now pure hockey, all three locations in Arizona, which means – Pure Hockey is uh, all over the country, as you know. Uh, Minneapolis, Denver, you name it, they're everywhere. Um, so that uh, big news as well that broke this week. Um, the other big news is how we're starting the show tonight. Frank Serratore with win number 500. That's a lot of hockey wins. Oh, uh, that's a ton. I mean, that's a... That, that's a, a ton of wins. Um, I, I tried to look up. Um, I, I think he won 49 games of that 500 at Denver or somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. Um, that's close. 
Um, and then, you know, I got the rest here at Air Force. And um, I tried to look up to see if I could figure out. Because uh, sometimes these weird things hit me, right? Like sometimes you, 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 you think about things and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, I wonder if, I, uh, I wonder who the most wins of that 500 came against. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's easy to find and sometimes it's not. In this case, I haven't found it yet. Um, keep keep digging, keep digging. This I'm sure I will eventually. Night. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I will eventually. But um, okay, so so let me ask you this: in well, according, I, well along yeah. with Frank's territory, let me just right. ask you this: what what month is it, Paul? Uh, January. Okay. Uh, what usually happens at the Air Force Academy starting in January? Uh, the next semester. I don't yeah. know. And they go on a run. They get well, better. They've already kind of been on a run. Exactly. That's that's exactly my point. They are six wins and one loss, and there are five wins and one loss in their last six games since the turn of the calendar in 2024. They uh, they swept Bentley. They split uh, with AIC, and they just swept Army. And when I say sweep, two things come to mind. They scored a ton of goals, but as you told me, you saw the end of this God! on Saturday night, and it ends up a 7-6 final. Craziness doesn't even describe it, does it? You know, it it, it was just nuts to watch the game, Um, and and kudos, and and I I believe the athletic director at at, at Air Force now has a, uh, uh, was it one point and executive for the Yankees, you know, the team in the Bronx. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, they announced that uh, they would have a couple of Army games on the Yes Network, which is, you know, uh, all, you know, originally or it's kind of owned by the Yankees and and I think Fox has a piece of it, but whatever. Um, and one of the games they decided to show was the Saturday afternoon uh, game against Army. And, um, you know, sat, Friday night was all Air Force. Um, well, and, and more specifically, it was all Guy Blessing. Um, <laughs> well, did he score eight goals, too? He didn't, but um, it was it was a goalie and special teams fest. Uh, Air Force got three power play goals and, a, and two shorthanded goals. Wow. That, that's got to make the czar very happy. Well, I'm sure it did, especially when you win. But Army still outshot Air Force 41 to 39. Wow. Wow. So that's a mean, lot of shots on goal, too, that's by a the lo- way. That's yeah, it's it's a lot of shot, shots on goal in, in a game that sounds like it was a lot different than an 8 to 1 game. If you, if you did, yeah. if I just told you it was uh, uh, 80 shots. shots. Yeah. Would not have expected that. Right. Um, uh, and you know what? Here's the thing, Paul. Well, both two things. Uh, who who did you say was um, was responsible for uh, putting the scam on Yes Network, and who who does Yes Network cover? Um, the Yes Network covers the baseball team in the Bronx. Who? The baseball team in the Bronx. Who? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. <laughs> we ignore them. Did we, I we get it? Yeah, a little late. Yeah, there, you go. there you go. There you go. I'm getting the ball. Also, the they also uh, cover. Um, one of the local NBA teams, but I don't that I used nope. to root for when I watched basketball. <laughs> but I don't watch anyway. Um, anyway, I was so, late on that one, but I got it in there. And and here's the thing, Paul. Before this series, I was telling you that man Brian Riley has got the Army uh, guys playing like gangbusters. All of a sudden, they turn the page, and all of a sudden, we get to this series. And Army ends up, or uh, Air Force ends up sweeping the four-game series. Two earlier in Air Force or at Air Force, yeah. and two now at West Point. Well, let's figure. Um, we we've talked about the the how tight Atlantic hockey is. And we've talked about how, um, you know, it, we 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 take a look at the standings here on a regular basis, and. You know, um, this was not a good week for Army, but it was a heck of a week for Air Force, who right now, um, with some games in hand, by the way, stand in third place in Atlantic hockey. 
So they're not only looking for home ice in the first round. You're talking about a bye at this point. Right? Who would Air Force. It? Who would have thunk it earlier? Who would have thunk it? I mean, Air Force is ahead of AIC in the conference standings. Right? Sacred Hearts in first, but they've played the most games in the conference. They have 36 points in 19 conference games where Air Force, RIT, and AIC have only played 16 games. RIT is in second with 34. Air Force third and 29 points. And AIC has got 28 points, so they're right on their heels. But right now, I mean, it is a battle and a fight. Um, and those games in hand matter because you're sitting here um, and Air Force got 29, but Holy Cross has got 28, but they played a lot more games. Bentley's got played more games than they have 27, um, where there starts to be a little bit of separation is 7, 8, and 9. But even that's a battle right now. Uh, but, I mean, and Air Force was playing pretty decent. They, I mean, Army was playing decently. They weren't, you know, they didn't, weren't on a long winning streak, but they were winning, you know, consistently. Um, and that kind of went a little bit backwards this weekend against Air Force. Um, and well, I, want to get to the, I want you to get to the Saturday night game, but I'll point out uh, before you do that, that Air Force is uh, hosting Canisius this weekend. Then I believe they get a weekend off. or No, they don't. They, uh, they'll go right back into um, Worcester. Worcester, yeah. Boy, Holy, Holy Cross. Cross. Yeah. Um, so after this next two weekends, they will then end up hosting Sacred Heart. And that weekend, the February 9th and 10th weekend, could, could be, be huge. Could, could absolutely be huge. Huge. So um, uh, congratulations to Air Force. But tell us about that Saturday night game because you were telling me about it, and I was just shaking my head. I'm going, like, what? The what? What? Well, yeah, I mean, we're, I'm watching the game. And, again, uh, uh, Army at, ends up out shooting Air Force 37-35. Okay? However, when you hear uh, 72 shots, now all of a sudden – you know, and and you hear a score of seven to six, it makes a lot more sense. Okay, um, but we're sitting here, and I'm and I'm watching the game, and uh, you know, Air Force comes out strong, picking up where they left off the night before, with a three nothing lead after the first period, um, and even halfway through the game. Uh, Holt Oliphant scores a power play goal, Air Force's second power play goal of the night, fifth of the weekend. Okay. Um, at the 849 mark of the second period. And you're like, oh my God, this is this game's turning into a rout. Um, and at the same time, you're saying, all right, but you know Army's going to play to the whistle just like Air Force would if it was in the reverse situation. And um, and about five minutes later, Arm, Army gets on the board. Right, uh, their leading goal scorer Joey Baez makes it four uh, five to two. Um, uh, with five minutes to go in the third period, and you're like, all right, well, maybe, 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 and then uh, Clayton Costantino. Gets his second goal of the game, with a minute to go in the third. With a minute to go in the second period, uh, Chris Hedden, by the way, with three assists already in this. By point. the way, Luke Rowe, Luke Rowe told us that uh, Chris Hedden is the unsung hero of, uh, of that team. Well, Does not get enough we, credit. We know the coach did, doesn't. Uh, yeah. you know, doesn't you know? He he's sung to the coach, and that's yeah. Um. So, at that point. You know, you say maybe it's going to turn into a game when Baez scores. Um, and then it looks like Army's going to score again. And that goal gets waved off. Um, and then Costantino scores with a minute to go in the second period. And you're like, all right, well, the game's going to settle down now. Right? <laughs> not um, so much, my not, friend. Not so fast. Oh, not so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so the third period starts and all right, it's going, you know, again, you know, you expect Army to come out even more fervent being down six to two. You know, um, but no, no, nobody scores for the first seven minutes of the third period when Army gets a goal to make it six to three. Andrew Garby, by Andrew the way, Garby. another yeah. assist to Joey Baez. Right. And and like, well, all right. Well, yeah. All right. Six to three. But there's only 13 minutes to go. That's. No, it's a it's it's a lot of time, but it's not really a lot of time, right? All right. Army gets a power play at the fourteen oh six mark, right? Um, when uh, Michael Zacco takes over. Well, they also get a, a, a you know Air Force uh, asks for a review, and it goes against them, and they've already used their timeouts, and now it's a penalty. Okay, um, and that you know the 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 resulting my, Michael Sacco gets a power play goal for Army. It's now six to three. Joey Baez, by the way, with the assist in that as well. Another assist. Yeah, right. Um, we, we 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 he and he's and he's scoring goals and and setting them up too. Uh. Two minutes later, it's now six to four. Is Max Igataki? Uh, I know I'm screwing this up. Itagaki scores to make it six to four, and you're like, "Holy smokes!" And and you could see the extra level of of desperation that Army's playing with. Oh well, no, Iagaki's right? goal, according to what I'm reading on the score sheet, was the goal that made it six five. Uh, I'm Garvey. sorry. That's right. Six to five. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm Just sorry. Want to make sure we knew that what was yeah, going I, on. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do 95 things at once here. I know. I know. Uh, it's Patrick Waugh's coaching debut, and so we're trying to pay attention <laughs> to that. Kid. Um, so now it's six to. <laughs> so now it's six to five. Right, and Army pulls its goalie, pulls Gavin Abrick. I mean, uh, yeah, I believe it was Abrick at this time. How do you build a wall at Army? By the way. Um, at a yeah. time. Well, considering that you know, uh, we'll <laughs> get a rough weekend. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and Air Force gets an empty net goal. With, over. With, it's over. And you're like, all right. Well, that, that's that's you know, it's seven to five, and there's a minute ten seconds to go. Uh, so again, now Army gets a puck again, pulls a goalie, and scores again with the extra Ricky attack. Lyle. Ricky Lyle doing the damage. Right, um, and and now you're here. It's like, whoa! Now it's just nuts. And now that you know the crowd, I mean, because you know that the, the you you know what the building's like for one of those games. And oh yeah, um, and you know, and I got to experience it a couple of years ago firsthand in the conference playoffs. Um, and 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 it's just going, and, and it and the place is going insane, and, and it just. And so now it's seven to six with with thirty nine seconds to go, and and you're sitting here and saying, "Well, that's time for two or three more goals." <laughs> yeah, you know, okay, not quite, but I get your point. Yeah, um, and Army has a couple of shots, a couple of really good scoring opportunities, and and and, and Guy Blessing makes some huge saves to to close out the game, but. Oh my lord! It was just, you know, it was just, uh, it was a crazy back and forth game, and the game was early enough before most of the other games started. Yeah, where early, you know, two o'clock Mountain Time, which means it was what time in the east? Four o'clock here. Where you know, oh. four o'clock in the east time zone. Everybody knows. Okay. Yeah, so you know, so, so you, you, there's guessing, no real just there's no real temptation to turn it off. I, I'm guessing that Frank was uh, not happy with the way uh, the Black Knights came back, but I'm going to say that uh, he expected it as well. He knew they weren't going to roll over, especially after Friday night. No, and uh, that one appears to be. I haven't looked at it officially, but I believe 
That was the uh, victory that got him number 500. And I'm sure that's one he's going to remember, even though he'll tell us, nah, it was just another game. No, Uh, that's, that's, that's horse pucky. He's going to keep that one. A crazy game like that. You're going to remember for a while against Uh, army and your fifth 500th win. Yeah. I mean, um, we know, and, and we know that players remember everything. Right. You know, you can ask a player, hey, what happened here? And they'll tell you to the nth degree and smallest minute detail. Coaches are not that much different. Okay? No. Um, especially in a game like that. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, you know, they do the... So animal- anyway... Anyway, the uh, the end result is Air Force 13-12-1 overall, 10-5-1 in Atlantic. Uh, Army is 7-17-1 uh, uh, overall, 5-12-1. And, uh, and you can throw those records out anytime they yeah, play. Does, because yeah. this, is, this is competition like no other. Um, right. But anyway, that, that means to me, Paul, when I see this, that Air Force is alive and well and exactly where they want to be at this time of year. Probably even more so. Yeah, maybe. You're- Probably even more so, especially, again, like we talked about last week with the coach. You know, as I as we looked, I hadn't realized just how young his roster was again going into this season. And you know, and if they're and if they're and if they've gotten it together in conference play, I mean, look out. I mean, it's just. Um, you're going to be a very, very dangerous team come the conference tournament. If they're not, I mean, obviously they are already. They're already, you know, they're in third place in the conference with a bunch of games in hand. And, you know, do I think they that seven points is a lot to make up? Yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah, it, it might Except be. you have those, except the games that you have those... <laughs> Well, you have the games in hand, but not only do you have the games in hand, if you play consistently enough over time, right, if you play consistently enough over these next few weeks, you have that game that weekend with Sacred Heart at home. Yep, yep. And that could be for the regular season championship of Atlantic hockey. It certainly could. It certainly and, could. And I don't know how many regular seasons they've won since Atlantic hockey started. I'd have to go back and look. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes these are the questions that pop into my head after it's too late. <laughs> anyway, a uh, uh, point being made, uh, another great, uh, year of hockey, four games between Air Force and Army, which are the greatest of all of them, I think, the best rivalry out there. Um, and Air Force now has the honor of saying that they swept the 23-24 season series and now are uh, are be able to pump their chest out a little bit and let people know that they're the best in uh, the military academies that played NCAA Division One hockey. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, well, I have one more side question for you. Okay. All right. And and I know this is definitely off the beaten path, but I have to ask it now while I remember because I just saw it. Okay. Jerry Micheletti? What about him? I assume he's related to all the rest of them. Of course. Yeah, of course. There's 15 of them or whatever. Is there? <laughs> I'm joking. But there's well, a lot there of might be. Who knows? <laughs> There's a lot of them. Okay, anyway. I'm just I'm just curious because how did he end up at Air Force? I thought it was mandatory that all Micheletti's had to go to that other Maroon and Gold school. <laughs> uh, nope, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, I'm just asking. Sometimes, I just it's, sometimes okay. you get lured. You know, there's a guy named Frank Saratori that uh, coaches well, there. Yeah, but this was long before Frank was the coach there. What seriously? Uh, well, you I know, know it doesn't seem that way, but <laughs> anyway, I, know I don't know. That, we have to dig into Jerry Micheletti and figure that one out. I'll have to ask uh, Pat if we ever get him back on. 
Yeah, we'll get him back on if you'd be nice to his team, but uh, that's not that's the problem. You're not that's being probably nice. Probably not team. happening. So <laughs> anyway, um, so you know because you were following along as you normally do with the Arizona State Sun Devils, I was at Mullet Arena because there was a big match between two teams that we cover. Right, um, Paul, uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils came in to this weekend uh, with the second best number of wins right. in all of college do. hockey. Uh, exactly. And they left still being the second most um, wins in college hockey. They now have a partner. Denver has right. tied them at 17. Right. But other than Wisconsin at 19-4-1, they are the top three teams in all of college hockey. And um, I wanted to see how they played. We talked about it. We made a big deal about it last week about playing with a target on their back, and it definitely was there. It was evident. There was a ton of pressure on the coaching staff, on the players, because they knew their room for error was slim. Um, Coach Powers, as I'll play here in just a minute, um, basically said that they have to win out, as you've said. Uh, he, he alluded to the fact that he believes they can get in if they don't win out but win nine of their last ten. I don't know. I don't know. That's, so, that is very risky. Yeah. Well, he um, knows it's risky as well. I can tell by the sound of his voice and the expression that he made when he answered that. But So before I get into that, let me just give you the names of the top 20 teams in the Parawise right now on January 21st okay. and then you tell me you listen closely and you tell me okay. which one of these teams is not or which ones of these teams will not be in the ncaa tournament in march boston university is number one boston college two north dakota three wisconsin four maine five denver six michigan state seven quinnipiac eight stop Minnesota nine. Stop, stop, stop. What? Those first eight will all be in. Unless okay. they basically lose out for the rest of the season. Okay. Number nine, Minnesota. Number 10, Western Michigan. Number 11, Providence. Number 12, Massachusetts. Number 13, St. Cloud State. Number 14, Michigan. Number 15, Cornell. Number 16, New Hampshire. Number 17, Arizona State. Number 18, Colorado College. Number 19, Notre Dame. Number 20, Omaha. I don't think anybody beyond 20 is going to get in the tournament. So Not at large. Who, who of those next 10, Paul, don't get in the tournament? Uh, well, now I have to go because... Because we know there's no CCHA teams in there, and we also <sighs> know there's no Atlantic teams in there. Right. So how about this, Paul? How about the top 14? So I gave you 20 names. Who doesn't get in? Let's start. Western Michigan, are they going to get in? Ooh, heavy sigh. No, it's not a heavy sigh. It's a heavy breath. Okay. Heavy um, breath. I would say right now, because I don't. first of all, I don't know what page you're looking at because I'm looking at something different as usual. I have the guys at College Hockey News. Free plug. You're welcome, Adam. Well, apparently they also put out a story today where they say that uh, the uh, the regional should stay neutral, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Western Michigan, let's just say, are they getting the tournament or not? If you were to predict from this point. Uh, yeah. Okay. Providence. Who lost to Anchorage, by the way, this weekend. Had a split with Anchorage. <laughs> And uh, we don't want to forget that out and got shut out. Yeah. Um, okay. Again, um, they're 11 right now. And you said the top eight were in. I would say if I had to put money on it or, you know, put your money on it. Um, <laughs> well, that'd be a safe bet. I have none. Um, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I'm in the same in the same boat, uh, just, just in a just using different paddles. Um, <laughs> the circles. <laughs> anyway. I would say right now, as we try to plug the hole in the boat, um, Providence is probably in. 
Okay, I missed number nine because you told me the top eight were in. So Minnesota's number nine. Are they in? Oh, are you still there? <laughs> Another heavy breath. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is a game we may have to play every show. It's hard for me to say no based on the pairwise numbers. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me based on the roster. You like to tell me that. And they've also won like six in a row. So yeah. maybe they have. Turn the page. Maybe. As, uh, as unfortunate as that would be. <laughs> Pat, if you're listening, he doesn't mean it. He wants you to come on the show and talk. Well, and, yeah, I want him to yell at me. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's go to 12, UMass. They um, are, right now on the pairwise, they are on the cut line. Come on, you love your UMass guys. I do love, I do, you know, there's nothing wrong with Greg Carville. We love him. Um, well, I got to take a look here because this was not <laughs> something I had a chance to prep. You're not supposed to research. I'm asking you just well, right I now. I know that, you, but. Your gut tells you. My oh, gut tells me. This is like gut instinct. No, I know. My gut tells me that UMass will get in. Okay. 13, St. Cloud State, the team you love to hate. I don't love to hate them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just don't believe. Okay. So and, they're 13. I'm going to take that as a, they're not getting in. Uh, yeah, I, w I would say right now, and I and I know that I have some friends that are, besides Nick, that are connected to, to St. Cloud. And... <sighs> Jeez. I didn't know it was so hard no. on you. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay. Um how about the maize and blue from Michigan? The team that can't be stopped. Well, look at them on paper. Stopped? Look at them on paper. They can't be stopped. They're maize and blue. I know. Uh, number 14, Paul. I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, how about those Cornell big red? They're number 15. They getting in? They got 10 wins so far, Paul. Yeah, I know. Um, they getting in? Remember, there's only 14 spots because you got Atlantic. I am aware. PCHA, okay. I am aware. Um, I'm going to say they find a way to get in. Okay. 16, New Hampshire. No. Not a prayer. Not a prayer. No, I didn't say they don't have a prayer. Okay. And they're not <laughs> so 16. Not I, don't know what, I don't know what page you're looking at, but I have them in <laughs> 12. Oh, what? What? Well, where do you have Arizona State at? Because they're next 17. on my page. Yeah, they're next on my page. Arizona State is 17. Are they getting in, Paul? Can they do it? Can they run the table, have a 27 That's win two different answers. And That's two different answers. Hand? That's two different answers. Can they run the table? <sighs> if they NAH, run the table, they're yes. getting in. Pretty All much. Right, so could they run the table? Yes. Do I think they will? Uh, I'd love to be wrong. Uh, I don't. I have a hard time seeing them win ten straight games now, especially since they got to play four in a row with Fairbanks. Okay, I could see them yeah. winning three out of four. I'll I'll play Coach Coach uh, Powers' clip here in just a minute, and I think he'll he'll give you some ideas to what he thinks. Um, 18 is Colorado College, the home of the Tigers. Are they getting in? Chris Mayock getting in that large? Are they, are, they winning the the are they winning the frozen face-off? I don't know. I'm asking you. Is that what they have to do to get in? Well, I would say them or Western Michigan. Ooh, and Western Michigan is way up there at 10. Yeah, again, you. I am not a big believer in them, and and I mean, I I know they keep proving me wrong, but I don't know. All right, we got a couple more to go. Um, number nineteen, Notre Dame. No, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say that with a laugh, but no. Number nineteen, Notre no. Dame, thirteen, eleven, and two. No. Okay, number twenty, the Omaha Mavericks at eleven, nine, and two, holding down the number twenty spot in the pairwise chart that I'm looking at. Are they getting in, Paul? No. Okay. 
All right, I think if you listen to it, you figured out who's in and who's out based on the thoughts of Paul Hornstein. Yeah, what do um, I know? I don't know what <laughs> Well, because Omaha's running into a tough stretch right now. They got swept by Denver at home this weekend in games that weren't that were close maybe for a period or a period and a half. And Denver just had too much speed. Yeah. Yep, you are correct. Okay, so oh. I'm going to play these clips backwards from Saturday to Friday um, to get both uh, Coach Powers and, and Coach uh, Rabs, as I'm allowed to call him, Coach Rabs. Um, so we'll do Coach Powers first. This is after Saturday night's win, win number 17 for Paul Hornstein's Arizona State Sun Devils. Here we go. 17 on the year. This one feel any different. Uh, it's just a good gutty win. You know, our, our guys are tired. They're tired. And uh, to get a win tonight, <clears throat> obviously with our captain, was, was a, a big thing for us to bounce back after a really tough loss last night. We obviously played a much better game last night. Um, it was about as complete of a game as, as you could play without winning. Um, and tonight, they found a way to get it done. I thought Augustana was, was much better tonight, and they played really well. Coach, uh... These past couple of weeks with the Cornell series now this, you kind of mentioned how it's the first big piece of adversity this team has faced. With the win tonight, how much of a springboard do you think that is for the rest of the season? It's huge. You know, we, we uh, you know, we're still in the fight, you know, and, and we're right in the middle of it. You know, we, we started the weekend at 17. We ended the weekend at 17. Last night stings because of the nature of how, how we lost and how well we think we played. Um, but we put it behind us and, and got a win tonight. Um, and, and now we just have to, to kind of parlay this into the next 10 games. The, the off week cannot be coming at a, at a better time to heal up and, and give our guys some rest. You know, we, we didn't have a break over the holidays. So we, we played at Robert Morris late in the semester, came back here for a few days, went to Lake Placid, came back, did a tournament, played Cornell. Our guys are beat up and tired, and, and you can feel it a little bit tonight. So the week off is going to be very good for us. So can say that, Coach. I mean, you feel that even with Augustine, they try to go on a run that all your lines were just matching, like the speed and intensity, but they couldn't really get too much going in your zone as a game went on. No, yeah. I mean, I, I thought I thought they did some things. They, they actually had some odd man rushes that 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 you know we we mismanaged pucks out there in the offensive zone or neutralize. Other than that, you know, our D zone was good. They didn't really have us in very very much, but. Um, they had some some really nice chances off odd man opportunities. Gibby made a huge save in the third to keep us in the lead, and and we got it done. Um, I thought Cop was really good. I thought Cop really stepped up and led us in a in a really positive way. Um, you know, he was reloading above puck. That's how we scored that third goal. He's four checking. That's how we scored the second goal. He's a good F one and got them to cough it up. Um, so he he he. he did all the little things right. I thought Timmy was much better tonight. He had a, he had a tough one last night, um, but Timmy was bought into playing the right way for our team to win, and he helped us get a get a big win. Coach Gibby had twenty-seven saves in the shots. What do you say about his play? What's impressive about Gibby was he gave up, you know, obviously a goal in the first shot of the game. It wasn't on him. It went off Murch's glove, but you know, you know, for a young guy to settle in. Knowing how important this was to us, we had to win this game in regulation. It was probably a game, even if it was tied, I was going to pull our goalie at the end and to try and get a regulation win. Um, so Gibby, Gibby held the fourth down and, and looked like a seasoned guy back there. And um, We have two great goaltenders. TJ had a rough one last night, but he'll be back. We wouldn't be where we are without him. Um, so it's good for him to get a night off and then a week off and, and come back and, and you have a big series against Lemonwood. Coach, how do you foresee these next 10 games needing to go if you want to make them? We need to win them. You win out? I mean, that's our expectation. Yeah. I, I, do we have to win out? Probably not, but there's very, very little margin for it. But all right, it's just one game at a time and, you know, go in 10 games and, and whatever happens, happens. We can't, we can't control that. Um, we have 17 wins. 17, 6, and 5 is a very good record. Lot to be proud of. Um, this team doesn't quit, you know. And, and you know, there's murmurs of, of people wanting to quit of this team and have at it. I dare you, because these guys aren't going to quit. Coach, alumni weekend. What does that mean for your program to have the alumni back here and um, in Mullet? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to get a win in front of them tonight. And 
you know, a lot of those guys didn't get the opportunity to play here, but they helped us build this place and this program. So um, you never want to lose in front of your alumni. That's what really stung for me last night. Uh, but tonight we, we redeemed ourselves. In addition to the alumni, I noticed Coach Dillingham was here. Uh, yeah. Just curious if you, if you guys spoke before. Or yeah, Kenny told me uh, this morning, we talked quite a bit, he, he, he texted me and said the whole team was coming. So I thought that was really cool of Kenny to bring the football team and he said half the guys had never been to a hockey game, so hopefully they enjoyed it. Glad we could get a win in front of them. There you go. Uh, Paul, your thoughts on what you heard from Coach Powers? Um, I, uh, The first thing, is if, if he's hearing rumors of, or murmurs of, I, I don't know, if they were going to quit, I don't think they would have played Saturday the way they do. I, I mean, I don't agree with everything the coach said, but that's just me. Uh, I thought they played much better on, on Saturday night than they did on Friday. But, again, uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, um, you know, on, on, on you go one for six on the power play, you know, that's – and you give up a shorthanded goal and a power play goal, special teams, you lose the – you know, you, you lose the special teams battle. That's not going to help you win the game. So let me ask you this real quickly before we uh, jump to Rabs from Friday night. Um, coach said they played, he thought, one of their best games Friday night. He called it a game that they didn't know how much better they could have played and not won. Did you feel that way watching both the games on the weekend? Do you think they were that much better Friday night? Um, again, as I watched the game, I thought they were better on Saturday than they were on Friday. Yeah, I felt that same way. I felt the same way. And, and I'll say okay, that, I mean, I mean, I'll preface that, coach, Paul, by saying that the first 10 minutes on Friday night were really good. Really. Yes. Yes. I just, again, and, and it's, I, listen, I'm going to sit here and, and, and I'm sure somebody will argue with me, oh, they only held them to 15 shots. They held them to 15 shots, so that's pretty good, even if they lost. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I did, you know, uh, is, is, is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying from my untrained eyes that I just thought they played better on Saturday. I thought they were much more consistent offensively on Saturday than they were on Friday. I'm going to agree with you, and I was in the building because I think when you give up 15 shots, you should not give up five goals. Um, you know, uh, again, you lose a special teams battle. It does not help. Yeah, understand. Okay, let's uh, hear Garrett Raboin, Rabs, as I'm allowed to call him, um, after Friday night. Here we go. College hockey fans, I don't know what it is, but every time I follow Augustana to a hockey game, uh, they win. Yeah, Raybon is with me. Uh, Rabs, tell me a little bit about this one. You battled from behind, and uh, you never uh, you never slowed down. I said the Vikings don't quit. I think you're, you're right. We did not quit. I think we put ourselves in, uh, you know, some tough spots with, with going down two. Uh, but we were opportunistic in our opportunities. We were badly outshot. Our goalie stood tall. Uh, we took took several penalties which kind of gave them momentum they got a great special teams unit over there on the power play um but our guys found a way they made plays when they needed to hung right in there till the end and then uh bonesy makes the final play for us and, and puts us over the top so proud of his effort do you talk about uh, big wins in an early program like this you won big in denver you win here these are monumental games i think in, in this building process well, I think they grow the belief, and it's probably the same thing I said to you in Denver. It's, it, you know, it's we're not that far off. We've been bringing teams overtime uh, into shootouts, and um, in, in the parity of college hockey, it's just it's so tight. Um, I think for us, though, it's to to narrow the margin in terms of shots on goal, how we play. We're we're trying to live in the moment and coach in the moment. Um, we know what the game looks like. Uh, terms of how you play winning hockey um and we're just chasing that right now what was the uh the message to the guys between the second and third because uh, asu got two quick ones then they got uh, another quick one in the uh start of the second period then you guys came back and kind of turned the tide you had a little power play to start the third but you carried it on it's consistently been we're in a we're in a race to, to mature 
Um, and, and that was it. I, I basically told the guys I can I can be two different coaches. I can be a coach that says, hey, we're right where we want to be, or else I could be another coach that says, hey, I expect more. Uh, we got to go out and close the game. We got to play a mature third period. Um, we, you know, we just got to be above pucks and, and wait for our opportunity to strike. Um, and, and I thought our guys, outside of the penalties, I thought our guys played a real solid third period and were able to get, you know, we're fortunate to get one at the end. Your thoughts on Mullet Arena? You're going to get your own uh, building here in a, just a matter of about a week. Um, your thoughts coming here? It's great. I mean, it's a great college venue. Um, it's it, obviously it's been good to us after one game, uh, but it is. I mean, it just shows like what an incredible. Uh, place to play a college hockey game. Uh, the fans, the support from Augustana fans as well that came in the trip was outstanding. Um, and, and just we're looking forward to tomorrow. You guys get back on Sunday. I understand you're going to see the building. The guys are going to see the building for the first time. Um, anticipation for that? Is it hard to stay in the moment? No, I, I, they've waited this long. <laughs> okay, so what's another day? Right. Um, we're, we're looking forward to it, but we have a job to do tomorrow, and that's where our focus is. Okay, um, tell me about uh, Arnaud Vachon. I know you waited to name a captain into the year. Arnaud is just the epitome of a captain, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was he was uh, he was brought into the program uh, not only because of his ability as a player, but he he's been a captain. He's lived it at a high level. He's mature. He's 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 walked the walk, and he he's comfortable in that skin. He's comfortable leading. That's where he belongs. Um, we knew he was going to be our captain all along, but it had to be the guys that recognized it. Uh, he was just himself. He didn't come in and demand anything. Uh, he just led by example, uh, so respectful. Um, and he's he's such a huge part. I can't really express it enough of, of, of growing the culture uh, and bringing this program to a level in the classroom, in the community, and at the rink that, that, that we want to be. Okay, you had a, a trip over to Sweden. You missed uh, almost all of your family holiday time. Was it worth it to come home with a gold medal? Absolutely. <laughs> what an, I mean, what an incredible experience. So fortunate and thankful to David Carl and John Van Eastbrook, USA Hockey. Uh, you know, just such a selfless group of players. The 0504 birth year, the 04s especially, uh, they came together. They, you feel like you're just along for the ride, to be honest. And uh, they didn't care. You know, we've said it several times. They didn't care who got the credit. They just wanted the gold. Uh, they earned it together, uh, and they brought it home for USA Hockey, which is just tremendous. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Okay, Paul, that was Friday night from Coach Rab. Uh, your thoughts on uh, his comments? Um, I guess that means you're not invited anymore because they lost Saturday and you were there, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, uh, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, you were the one that brought up uh, every time I'm here, you win. So uh, uh, I guess the next okay, the next then, time it'll be every time I, I'm in it's in in in, in Sioux, Sioux Falls. Yeah. That 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 they win. Yeah, that'll that'll be the next uh, ladder on the step on the ladder there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before you comment, let me play the the two minutes and thirteen seconds after Saturday night's game because. I want you to hear the contrast, if you can, between a win and a loss for uh, Garrett Raboin. After uh, a split here at uh, Tempe, Arizona, I know it didn't turn out the way you wanted to today, but the effort was definitely there, right? Yeah, I thought our guys played hard. Uh, you know, we came out, we had to kill a penalty uh, to start the game. Uh, we actually scored a power play goal of our own, and then I thought it was a really good hockey game. Uh, two teams uh, competing hard, obviously. Arizona wanted to bounce back, a lot on the line for them. Um, but I felt our guys match their energy, um, and, and really it was uh, just a heck of a 60-minute hockey game. The protocol penalty in the beginning, what, what was it for? Uh, I hear we had a player that didn't make it off the ice in time. Have you ever had that happen before? No. Uh, I, I've seen this twice now. I saw it at Colorado College a couple of years ago when they first instituted it, and then I saw it again tonight. But... Um, what do you tell the guys when you have to start a man short right off the get-go? I mean, you come in, you, you got to kill a penalty to start the game. It's uh, it's unfortunate that that's one of the calls that's being made nowadays. But um, call was made, and our guys answered the bell to kill it off, and, and uh, you know, I thought, felt our game grew from there. The end of the first period, you uh, you had a delayed penalty coming. You kind of chose to just eat the puck and, and start yep. fresh. Was that the idea? 
I think we made a couple attempts to come out. I felt like they stayed on top of us. And we didn't have the opportunity we liked. So, yeah, salted away uh, and enjoy power play on clean ice. Was the ice any different tonight knowing there was an NHL game here this afternoon or still pretty solid ice? No, I, I did not notice the ice being any different at all. Um, you open up the big building uh, this next coming weekend. What will you uh, take away from this weekend leading into the next weekend and the rest of the season? I think there's a lot of positives. I think the resiliency from yesterday, I think the compete level today. I felt like we played within our structure uh, a lot better today than we did yesterday. Um, they're going to made some great saves. Uh, I just thought it was a, a really good, uh, tightly contested game. And, and I think if we can bottle that up, we're going to enjoy a lot of uh, successful nights of Okay, there you go. Coach Raboyne. Paul, could you tell much difference in his demeanor? I know it's listening and not seeing, but could you tell much difference in a win and a loss? Because I couldn't. Uh, again, you know, uh, he already won, right? They already won. They got a, they, they got a split. You go on the road, you hope to get a split. They already won. Yeah, you know, good point. Good I point. I mean, you know, first-year program, you know, win number seven. Right, and you've gotten wins against some pretty good teams. Um, you got to win at CC. You got to tie at Denver. They've played seven overtime games this year already. Um, well, not this year already. I mean, it's the end of January. Does that uh, mean they're close? Because Rabs thinks they're close. Well, you know, we'll see. Right? I mean, you know, they play in the CCHA, Paul. Well, yeah, well. That's <laughs> that is true. Well, next I'm year, sorry. that was a gut punch. No, not for me. I don't. I'm just saying. Not for me. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, uh, anyway, um, you know, again, they got a, a, a win and a tie and a trip to Colorado. Right? Uh, they got a split at Lindenwood. They got a win and a tie at Northern Michigan. Right? For you know, for first year pro, they got a split uh, at Fairbanks. Right, um, you know they got a win and a, they got a, a tie and a loss against Minnesota State, and they split this weekend against ASU. I mean that's pretty darn good for 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 first year program. Absolutely. Let's take a break. Let's come back and let's quickly get through the scores uh, for the rest of the weekend because there were some big weekend games uh, series actually. We'll be right back. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
From the Summer Skate Studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Tempe, Arizona. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, I can't even dig into the estate because we have so little time and so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to the estate another time. I'll, I'll, I won't forget um, I'm sure you anyway. won't. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go right down the charts of the teams that we cover so we make sure we get them in. Uh, let's start with North Dakota. They played a, a series at? Um, they were at St. Cloud. Ah, Big Ice. Yeah. And, How'd uh, they do? I, I would say when you win two games, that that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. North Dakota playing very well right now. Well, actually, uh, they got to win in a tie. Yeah, they're, they're winning a tie. They lost in a shootout. Um, you know, St. Cloud might have the advantage over other teams that go in there with the big ice. But when you play North Dakota, who's got a lot of speed, and Denver, who's got a lot of speed, uh, not quite the same. Can I also tell you something about North Dakota? They have an extra sheet that is Olympic-sized practice rink attached to the Ralph. So they're Where? Yeah, you know where. The Ralph Engelstead Arena. Oh, yeah, that I heard of. Yeah, yeah. That okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's go to our Denver Pioneers, who are starting to mm-hmm. wrap things up a little bit. They're uh, they're starting to play better hockey. Where well, did they play ball? Once again, they, they were on the road at Omaha. And, again, I, as I said to you earlier, uh, just too much speed. Uh, you know, they've the, Denver is one – uh, what are they? What what's the role they're on here? Let's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're eight, one, and one in their last ten games. I two, think Coach two, Carl's happy with that. Yeah, I would. I would say. Well, I'm sorry. Let me seven, one, and one. I accidentally included the Minot State exhibition game. Um, seven, one, and one in their last nine games. Um, you know, including the weekend sweep here at Omaha. Um, and, you know, as, as I was watching those games, it looked like, you know, Omaha was in them for a while, but uh, Denver got rolling on Friday night in the second period with, with four goals. You can't go down five, You can't go down two men against Denver. That's just, that's just inviting. Pain and <laughs> Trouble. Agony. Yeah, you and know. the Bullion the Bullion brothers are starting to really click. I mean, they uh, were started they clicked from the beginning of the year, but right now they look like a well-oiled machine. Those two, you know, and again, uh, four goals in the second period on on Saturday night, including a couple of power play goals. Just hey, by the uh, way, is Jack Devine any good at scoring? Yeah, he might be. Okay, just checking. He's got and, twenty-one uh, on the season. And Mr. Matica got fourteen. The freshman Matica can he put the puck away when he needs to? Eh, occasionally, you know. He might play at Mullet soon. Uh, well, yeah, next year, right? Because Denver will he'll be in the same league. So. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, our Colorado College Tigers. Playing at home no, against Miami. No. How did the Tigers do, Paul? I don't know. Colorado College. Um, the Tigers. No, Colorado College. No, um, Peter likes it when I call them the Tigers. <laughs> you know they're 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 struggling really they were really struggling in the second period on friday night uh noah lava comes out and gets a quick power play goal 21 seconds into the to the to the third period and then uh tommy middleton gets one very late a minute and a half to go um even though you know the third period was all cc um but uh you know uh, the Miami goalie Bruno Bruveris uh, was, was nice, was nice job. His, was on his game um, on on Friday, and I, and I think if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not going to sit here and say it because I think I heard it, which is why I, you know, am saying it. Um, <clears throat> he might have been, uh, yeah. Apparently, he was. Uh, at least if not this year, last year was uh, Latvia's goalie in the World Junior. So, well, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'd have to double check that, but I think that was what I heard them say. So, 
I think Miami is starting to, to turn it on a little bit. They're not going to do anything as far as um, giving any more themselves unless they win the uh, frozen faceoff. But right. what they can do, Paul, is they can wreak, wreak havoc Make, into yeah, uh, the NCH. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can cause a lot of problems for you if you're not ready. So, right. Um, okay. So the Tigers uh, in at number 18 in uh, what I see as the pairwise. So hanging right in there. Um, did you say they're going to get in the tournament, by the way? I think they're going to find a way to get in. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think they're going to win enough games down the stretch here. Because honestly, I, you know, they, they play um, at Western this next weekend. And I think they're a better team than Western. And they have uh, a home series with St. Cloud. And I think they're a better team than St. Cloud. They have a chance to go on a really big oh, role. Coach Mayotte, if you're listening, man, pat yourself on the back. Paul Hornstein likes your team. You know, I think they have a chance to go on a really good <laughs> role here. Uh, okay. So, heading into a mid-February weekend series uh, at Ed Robeson Arena with the North Dakota Fighting uh, – I'm sorry, Sioux? No, uh, Hawks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Fighting yeah. Hawks. Yeah. Okay, um, how about the Fairbanks, the Alaska Fairbanks boys? Did they play this weekend, Paul? I don't even think they played this weekend. They did not. How about the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves? Well, I mentioned earlier they got a split at Providence, <laughs> including a 4 nothing win on Saturday night. And You know, you're watching the game or you're, you know, and you're kind of keeping up with them and you're like, all right, well, something's going to happen here. So Providence is going to make their, uh, is, is going to, you know, especially at home and, and it's two nothing, and then three nothing, and you're still waiting, and you're still waiting, and still waiting, and uh, no Anchorage, and and Jared Whale getting a shutout, twenty six. Whale of a game, I like to say. <sighs> Please stop. <laughs> okay, how about the Lindenwood Lions? They had the week off because Rick off, Zombo yeah. was uh, doing a little uh, fantasy camp for the St. Yeah. Louis Blues. Love it. Um, Probably wearing the they, old skates, the old wooden stick. Yeah. I wonder if, if Brett <laughs> bought the beer. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, was he there, by the way? I don't he know. He must have been. Probably. He must have been. Uh, anyway, so that kind of time we get him on. That gets us through everything uh, for the week as far as our teams covered. Obviously, a lot of stuff that we'll get into tomorrow on College Hockey Coast to Coast, but. Um, unless you've got something else, congratulations to uh, Frank Serratore on 500 wins. I do want to throw this out. Same night, 100 wins for John Hogan at Maryville University. So keep that one in the back of your head for a few years, will you? Oh, my God. I can't, oh, I, I, I can't, I, that's math. That's hard. <laughs> no, I just say keep Maryville in the back of your head for a few years. Uh, you talk to them all the time. They're always... <laughs> Nice, nice stuff. And by the way, the Arizona State Sun Devils are still the second most wins in all of college hockey, and no there are 64 teams in college hockey. They now have 17 wins. Only one other team has 17. That'd be Denver. One other team has more than that. That'd be Wisconsin at 19-4-1. Right. Take it away, my friend. College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network from the NCHC.TV studios. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Now the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live is live every week on the Podbean app and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts. For download at your favorite podcast platform 
Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Or tell a friend to help others find the podcast. College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. And thanks for doing that so smoothly while I chewed the last meatball uh, from the Spaghetti Shack. By the way, it was great. Small shack, four meatballs. It was fantastic. The executive producer got the uh, chicken parmesan tonight. So Nice. How'd that go? It went very well, I think. Nice. So anyway, thanks to uh, the guys at Spaghetti Shack, as always, for their hard work. A big shout-out to Randy Exelby, uh, leaving behind the mask um, in the hands of pure hockey from this point forward. I'll get the details from Randy, find out everything. Maybe we'll get Randy on the show and uh, talk a little bit about some stuff. But anyway, um, all good stuff. We will be back tomorrow night with College Hockey Coast to Coast. And uh, Paul will get some some room in the uh, estate tonight. How are the Islanders doing, by the way? Are they done? Uh, they did win in overtime. Ooh. Patrick Waugh era is off and running. Yep, yep. Two points. Take it. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup this year? <sighs> I'm just worried about well, them winning their will. next game. I think they'll win the Cup. Yeah, whatever. You don't You don't mean that. <laughs> it doesn't work if you're not serious. <laughs> All right. We'll say goodnight to little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.